Welcome to the DadWork Podcast. My name is Kurt Storing, your host and the founder of DadWork. This is episode number 77, Visualizing Triggers Beforehand, Meditation for Dads, the Friday Reflections episode for this week in April 2022. I am going to share with you guys a meditation that I developed and recorded, and I've been using this one for a few years now, and I used it extensively over a period where I was being triggered all the time by my kids. And I really, really needed to stop being triggered so much, or at least to stop reacting so much to the triggers. And I did this one almost daily for like six months. It was intense. And it actually was one of the most effective tools or practices or crutches, like I talked about last week, in my arsenal that allowed me the space to do the healing work that actually fixed the problem that was underlying all of this. So I'm going to share this with you today. I'm going to talk a little bit about triggers first. I'm going to go into what your kids need on how to create that secure attachment and why being triggered gets in the way of that. And so I am basically saying here, guys, that if you want to have a secure attachment with your kids, if you want to have a loving, empathetic, supportive, respectful relationship with your kids, probably the number one thing you can do is to sort out your triggers and to heal the underlying wounds that control them. And so I'm going to touch on a little bit of that, and then I'm going to drop into meditation. It would be fantastic to listen to the first half of this and just get a sense of triggers and go deeper on that. And it's also going to be super helpful if you guys sit down with this meditation, I think it's 10 or 11 minutes long, and just sit in the morning, do the visualization exercises, and see if it helps. Because guys, it helped me significantly, which is why I'm sharing it here with you. And I have a quick request for you today. If you have not yet left a review for the DataWork podcast, would you please do it today? This is perhaps one of the best mediums that I have ever found and operated on. I love listening to and recording podcasts. And yet it's one of the hardest ones to share with people, to see how it's going, to hear feedback from, because it's all in this weird podcast data downloads gloop that I never really get a sense of, is this hitting for you? Are you enjoying this? What would you like to hear? What have you liked hearing? So I'm asking you guys, if this has impacted your life at all, these free episodes, would you please just take 30 seconds and leave a review on Apple if you're on an iPhone? Or you can go to Spotify and leave a rating. I think they've got a number system now at the top of the podcast there. I'd really, really appreciate it. I really love to share this work with other men because honestly, I think this is how we change the world. If more men hear this, if more men start doing the work it takes to heal their wounds and to get better with their triggers, they're going to raise kids who don't have the same wounds. And those kids are going to go on to create a beautiful, loving, amazing world. That's the kind of world I want to live in. And literally, guys, with the podcast at least, the best way to do that, the best way to get it into the hands of those men who need it is by leaving a review. And I can't do that myself. All I got to do is sit here and ask. And it feels weird, feels silly, but guys, there's been a ton of value. Not even for me, hopefully for me, obviously, but from the guests we've had. So would you please take just a few seconds right now, pause this, go to Apple, please leave a review. Let me know what you think. Leave your honest feedback. I'd be very, very appreciative. Not just for me, but for every other man who needs to hear this and who the algorithms will show this podcast when there are more reviews. I'm sorry it has to be that way. really hate doing that. And I'm going to keep doing it because I want this work to reach more men. Thank you very much, guys. Let's dive into this episode now, which includes a 10-minute meditation, which I think you'll love. Here's episode number 77 of the DadWork Podcast. Let's go. All right, guys, we're going to talk about getting triggered by our kids today. This is obviously our favorite topic as a father, 
And this is one of the things that was the worst thing in my life that opened the space for me to react destructively. And it caused all sorts of issues. I scared my kids. I scared my wife. I showed up poorly for each of them. And honestly, the amount of guilt, shame, regret, and time wasted, time wasted spent hating how I showed up in my life, man, it's just, I, I look back and just cringe. And I'm grateful for how it happened because it led me to here, which I'm very happy to be. But guys, this is so important because even though I knew how I wanted to show up, I really wanted to be a calm, confident, happy, playful dad. I just kept getting triggered. And that meant that there was something going on under the surface, something that was triggering my nervous system, something that was triggering a response to keep me safe. Because when you're triggered, you're typically feeling unsafe. And usually it's subconscious or unconscious. It's something from childhood or the past that you have created an ego defense mechanism to protect yourself from because you learned it was not safe to be in that situation. And so when you yell, for example, you take control of the situation with your anger. You become bigger. You no longer have to feel the guilt or the shame or the anger or the sadness or the embarrassment or whatever feeling is underneath that. And you get to be in charge. Now, obviously, this is destructive. This is a very basic example, but it's important to know that getting triggered and getting angry like this isn't just, oh, that's me. No, that's actually pointing to a wound inside you. That's something that you developed in the past that made you feel bad, not worthy, unlovable, or alone. And so when you're triggered after the fact, typically, because it's hard to do this in the moment, I wonder what it would be like if you gave thanks. Thank you. Oh, man. Yeah, thanks for triggering me because, and get this, because when you're triggered, it gives you a clue. It gives you a clue as to where in your body, where in your soul, where in your mind, in your heart, do you need to go looking to heal what feels broken? When you're triggered, it's like it's a tripwire. It catches on a hangnail almost. Think of it like that. You're moving through life, something triggers you, and it's like, ooh, when you get your finger caught in your pocket and you got a hangnail and it's just like, ooh, this immediate pain that wasn't there before because nothing was pressing on it, but there's something there that hurts when it gets touched. I sometimes talk about this like the uh, the hamburger example that I've used in the past. Imagine that you're eating a hamburger, goes down into your guts, but you don't have a digestive system. This is like being hurt as a child and not having the coping mechanisms to digest that pain and move through it. And so you go through life. You go through a couple of days, a couple of weeks, maybe even a couple of years. It's kind of uncomfortable once in a while. But you kind of forget about it because you don't have a digestive system and ah, whatever, you know, it goes down and you live your life. But now let's say you're an adult and you're in the office and somebody steps out of their office, they don't see you and they accidentally elbow you in the gut. Well, this is like being triggered. Somebody does something that unbeknownst to them really hurts you and stirs up a bunch of stuff inside. Well, what are you going to do when you get elbow in the gut with a hamburger that's been rotting and festering there for years? Well, to put it bluntly, you're going to crap it all over everyone. And that's like being triggered and exploding in rage or shutting down or whatever it is that you do that hurts other people around you because someone has hurt you by accident. 
That's what a trigger is. So noticing that and knowing that is a great first step to be easier on yourself, to not feel so bad when you are triggered and you react poorly, to give yourself some grace and to see it as something you can get better at. If you identify what the original pain is and the feeling behind that, that you need to feel to process, to move through it, you can actually do that. You can be the adult or the parent that you needed in that moment of pain when you were a kid or whenever this was, you can be that for yourself. You can feel that in the safety of your adult body and mind and heart, and you can move through that. And eventually the trigger may dull and it'll no longer be a trigger and you'll be able to control your reactions better. You'll be able to respond instead of react. And so I wanted to go over triggers real quick, just to get very clear, because what we're going to be talking about today is not reacting with such destructiveness when you're triggered. It's important to remember as well, so we we went through triggers, but also guys, you have to remember, and I try and say this all the time, your kids aren't giving you a hard time, they are having a hard time. They need empathy, they need love, they need affirmation, they need someone to listen to them, they need someone to hold space for their feelings. Because I am willing to bet most people listening to this podcast didn't get this from their father and from their mother growing up, and that's probably actually where a lot of your wounds and triggers come from. I know it was for me. And so imagine if you get triggered and react poorly to your children, you are passing on the exact same thing that you're hurting from, and they're going to have to deal with that later. But what they actually need is for you to remember, okay, they're not trying to be mean to me. They're not trying to trigger me. They're not giving me a hard time. They are having a hard time and they don't have the coping mechanisms to deal with it. So when someone's having a hard time, what do you do? If your wife or your friend or your coworker comes up to you and is like, oh, I'm really struggling right now, uh, can I lean on you for some support? You're not going to get triggered and scream at them and call them idiots. And so why do we do this with our kids? It's too easy, right? They know our triggers. They've been around from the moment they were born. They have been seeing us. They've been observing us. They've been feeling into us. They've been mirroring our nervous system. And so they know more than anyone. And so kids... They need empathy. They need love affirmation. Obviously, as the father, you need to be challenging them. You need to be encouraging them. But when something specific happens like this, like an emotional outburst that you feel unprepared for, you should be looking to establish secure attachment. That means, in the words of Dr. Dan Siegel, you want to have your children feel safe, seen, soothed, and secure. So they want to be safe. They want to feel physically safe from you and from the outside world because they know that you will keep them safe. They want to be seen, which means not just, okay, yeah, there you are. They want to know that you can see them empathetically, that you get them, that you can see their inner world through their eyes. And they're like, oh, I just feel so seen. My entire being is seen right now. Soothed, of course, when something is going on for them, when they're having a big feeling, when they get hurt, they want to make sure that you're going to be there to soothe them. And all of these things will develop in them this feeling of security that you can be trusted to come to that you are, in the words again of Dr. Dan Siegel, you're going to be that safe harbor where they come back to in troubled times and the launching pad from which they safely enter the world. But you can't develop the secure attachment when you're triggered. Usually your child is having a hard time and they don't have the coping mechanisms for all these overwhelming feelings or disappointments or stresses or whatever's going on in their lives. And it drives a wedge between you. It's not what your kid needs when they have these huge feelings, when they need help navigating them because they're kids, they couldn't possibly have learned to do these things on their own. If you react angrily 
or poorly or destructively, or you shut down or you tell them, you know, I'll give you something to cry about. They are not going to develop the four S's, safe, seen, soothe, and secure. And so all of this, giving your kids what they need, secure attachment, raising emotionally intelligent children, it actually all requires you to not be so easily triggered. It requires you to have coping mechanisms and coping strategies that allow you to respond rather than react, which means you need to become more emotionally intelligent. You need to do the work, dad, healing your own wounds and have strategies for dealing with the stress in the moment. And I talked about last Friday reflections a week ago on having crutches, right? Some of these tools, they're not the be all end all, but they do act as crutches to allow you to hop around, hobble around and get off of your broken leg. And in this case, the broken leg is that wound that keeps being triggered. And so you need them so you can heal the broken leg, which is your deeper wound. And once you use these crutches, you can start to do the deeper work to heal that wound or the leg in this case. And that's why we use them. And this was one of the most, I'm going to share with you guys in a minute, one of the most powerful crutches that I created for myself in my meditation and healing journey. I used to tell myself after every time I reacted poorly and yelled at my kids, be like, never again. I know what it's at. I know what it is now. I know how to see it coming. I'm never going to do that again. It feels so bad. I hate myself for how I just reacted there. I'm never going to do that again, ever. Day would go by, might catch myself. Two days would go by and I'd be triggered. And I'd yell and I'd blow up and I'd be like, why would nothing work? Why am I so broken that I can never fix this? Well, the answer was I had deep, deep wounds that were unhealed, that were unfelt. And I needed to go through and do the work to heal those to finally get better, so to speak, which means, you know, integrate, become more authentic, not feel so bad all the time, initiate myself into manhood, all these types of things. But one of the things that I had to learn to do along the way before I got to that healed point was use these tools to not blow up. And so some of the things I did was have a regular meditation practice. The more you are paying attention to everything around you, including inside your own body and your own experience, the more you're going to be able to notice when things come up. So you'll be able to hedge them off sooner. Uh, things like breathing in the moment when you're feeling really upset, taking a deep breath, getting that nervous system settled, walking away, learning to communicate better, expressing my feelings with my words rather than screaming them. I'm feeling angry right now. I need a little bit of a break. Please give me a moment. I'm going to take a breath right now because I'm feeling so frustrated and I don't want to yell. Things like that. But guys, I used this particular tool, which I'm about to share with you for about six months straight. I would do this in my head every single morning. And maybe I'm just, you know, dense or something that it took so long to get through, or maybe I was just hurting so bad that the trigger was so enormous. And I know a lot of guys can relate. I talk to you guys every week that anger, impatience, frustration, these things are the usual ways that we react to being triggered. And so I'm going to share here a meditation that I developed. I uploaded this meditation to Insight Timer, which is a meditation app, but I'm going to share it here with you because this is a platform that we can reach more men. I know there are more of you listening here than there are on Insight Timer. And I'd love to see if this meditation works for you. I call it the Visualizing Triggers Beforehand Meditation. And what we do is we sit down at the beginning of the day, we meditate, it's about a 10 minute meditation. And what I do is I actually visualize a likely trigger that will probably happen later that day. So for me, it might have been my older boys fighting. It might've been one of them yelling at me. It might've been being interrupted when I was working. 
whatever it was, maybe screaming, loud noises, that would really trigger me. And so I visualized this happening in the quiet when I was meditating. I saw it happening. The next thing I asked myself was, why might this person, usually my children, be doing this? And I'd be really charitable. Oh, well, maybe they're hungry. Maybe they're tired. Maybe they're lonely. Maybe I haven't actually played one-on-one with them for like a week or two. They're probably feeling pretty lonely and they want some attention, even if it's negative. Uh, Maybe they're upset that their brother took something without asking. Like there's all sorts of reasons, really rational reasons, especially when you understand that your kids don't have the coping mechanisms that we're supposed to have as adults, why they would do things. It's like, oh, okay. Well, in this calm space, in these couple of minutes, I can see why they might be doing this. That makes more sense. And the final step was I would visualize myself calmly responding to the situation. I would walk over there in my mind's eye. I'd kneel down. I'd get on their level. I'd breathe with them. I'd say, oh, I see you're having a really hard time right now. Looks like you're really angry. And I'd I'd sportscast, which is a tool I picked up from Janet Lansbury and Rye Parenting, which we talked about inside the village over the last week. We've done a, a little bit of a kickoff and a workshop on mindful parenting and raising emotionally intelligent children. And I would sportscast and I would empathize and I would validate and I would just be there and I'd create the secure attachment in my head. And I would repeat that for as many triggers as would come up, as many kids as I had and any triggers that each one of them would likely make for me that day. I'd just visualize that process and I'd go over and over and over. And what it did was it gave me a template in my mind to remember when it happened in real life. And so when it did happen, I was like, oh, I've done this before. I did this earlier today. I know how to handle it. And obviously, you know, it's much more triggering when you're in the moment and it wouldn't always work that well. But when I did this for months at a time, it eventually started being my normal operating procedure where I'd be like, oh yeah, no, I've dealt with this one plenty of times, both in my meditations and in real life now, because I know what my triggers are. That's why guys, it's important to know what your likely triggers are. When do you get upset? When do you close off? When do you numb out? When do you storm away? When do you, you know, become mean or whatever it is that you act like when you're triggered? Make sure you have that list handy in your mind, even journal about it so that you can start putting two and two together and use this in your meditation. So first step, visualize the trigger while you're calm. Second step, ask why and be very charitable. And the third step is visualize yourself responding calmly. So I'm going to drop the meditation into this podcast Hopefully it's useful for you. It was very useful for me in my journey. And you can just listen to this. I encourage you to find a spot in the morning and fast forward to this portion of the podcast, listen to the meditation and just start using it if it's helpful for you, because I know how helpful it was for me. So guys, like I just said, we are a couple weeks into the launch of the village by dad work. We've got a bunch of men in there doing the work together, which is so amazing. We've had a kickoff call already. We've had a workshop with a parenting expert who just blew my socks off. Like I, I I, know all this stuff, so to speak. I've read it, I've practiced it. And to have her bring you know, an hour and a half of just straight value was incredible to be a part of. And we're already getting so many guys discussing things, talking to one another, supporting each other, becoming better fathers. It's just incredible. If you want to get in, you can go to dad.work slash village. And I'd love to be along for your journey as you become a better man, partner, and father. With all that being said, I'm going to drop in the recording of this meditation, the visualizing triggers beforehand meditation, so that you can start responding rather than reacting, especially reacting destructively when your kids trigger you. And hopefully this will lead 
with more peaceful home life, less guilt, shame, and regret, and generally a more secure, loving relationship between you and your children, and likely a better marriage too. Because when you start showing up this way for your kids, man, it transfers over. Everything gets easier. Literally, life becomes better when you start learning how to do this stuff, guys. So I'm going to drop the meditation in here. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you back here on Tuesday for another episode of the Dad Work Podcast. Welcome to a Conscious Fatherhood Meditation by Dad Work. This is called Visualizing Triggers Beforehand. The point of this meditation is to prime your nervous system, prime your mind to deal with a trigger properly, to be compassionate and calm when something happens later in the day that you know is likely to trigger you, whether that's your children screaming, whether that's them not listening to you, whether that's mess in your house, it doesn't matter. What we're going to do in this meditation is visualize that trigger happening, and then we're going to visualize you reacting calmly and compassionately. And what this does is it helps to build pathways in our mind, in our brain, so that when it happens in real life, when we're triggered, our mind remembers that there's a different way to act rather than the usual reaction, which may be explosive, which may be not the way that you wish you would react. So I'm going to get into it now. Find a comfortable seat. Adjust your posture with your feet on the floor or crossed beneath you, your back up straight, but relaxed. And I'll invite you to close your eyes if it's comfortable to do so. And if not, just cast a 45 degree gaze down at the ground in front of you. Now I want you to Take a few breaths consciously and notice where in your body you feel the breath. Could be in your nose, could be in your chest, could be in your belly. Just take a couple of breaths noticing where you feel it most closely and try to allow the awareness to sit where you feel the breath. As you use the breath to connect to the body, I'm going to invite you to scan down your body from the very top of your head, the crown of your head, moving past your face and the back of your skull, almost like an x-ray, a few inches away from your body, 360 degrees, noticing everything that's happening right now. As you move down your face into your neck, into your shoulders, noticing your arms and hands, how they feel, any pain, any tingling, any temperatures you can feel. Noticing your chest and your upper back as you scan down, noticing your stomach, lower back, hips, groin, moving down into your legs, fronts and backs of each knee, down the legs further. Feeling finally the ankles, the heels, soles of the feet and the toes. Nothing bad or good here, just noticing, being with what is.
And as you sit with what is, I'm going to ask you to bring to mind one of the things that your children do that triggers you the most. Just take a moment, pick one of your children, pick one of the things that they do that you know drives you up the wall, that you constantly find yourself losing it at, that you answer with anger or impatience or frustration, that you act in a way when this trigger happens that you don't like. Just bring that to mind, and I want you to visualize that happening as though it were happening right now, just in the eye of your mind. And as you see this play out in your mind's eye, start to notice how you feel. Is there a tension in your chest? Is there a quickening of the heartbeat? Are you breathing faster? Do you feel warm? Do you feel cold? How does it feel as you visualize this trigger? The point here is just to get comfortable with whatever feeling comes up, knowing that you're safe right now, you're in a calm, peaceful, meditative state, you can handle it, nothing is actually happening to you right now. We're just going to continue to sit with that for a moment. Now I want you to ask yourself why your kids might do this. What is it that is going on in their life that causes them to do this thing that's triggered you? There's always a reason. They might feel unseen, unheard, nervous, worried, hungry, tired, angry, dysregulated, whatever the case. From their point of view, it makes perfect sense. And just see, even if you can't get the exact reason, try to empathize and see if you can see if there's any reason that they could have for doing this thing that triggers you so much. And just go in with compassion and empathy. Try to find something that makes sense for them. with empathy and compassion in your heart, just remembering that they're not doing this to give you a hard time, but that they are having a hard time, and that our children need us to be there for them, to see them, to hold them in their pain, in their suffering, in their discomfort. Now, from that understanding that whatever they're doing makes sense to them based on how they're feeling, I'm going to invite you to visualize yourself now reacting calmly and compassionately to this trigger. See yourself coming online in the scene, see whatever's happening to trigger you, and now watch you as you visualize your best self not freaking out, not having a huge outburst sitting with the discomfort, being a safe harbor for your child to bring feelings to, things they need to share, things they need to be seen and heard. I want you now to just visualize yourself in this triggering situation, reacting calmly and compassionately. 
and build those neural pathways. Noticing how it feels to be calm and compassionate if you're usually not. See the look on your child's face, perhaps surprise, perhaps love. What does it feel like to be acting like this rather than your usual patterns? As you just continue to watch this play out in your mind's eye. Perhaps you visualize yourself taking a calm, deep breath, continuing in this triggering situation to be as calm as you are right now in this meditation session. All right, so I'm going to invite you, if you have completed the visualization and nothing else is coming to mind right now, feel free to connect back to your body, your breath. Notice the rise and the fall of your stomach or your chest. Open your eyes and come back to the surroundings. And if you have other children, or if you know there are multiple things during the day that are likely to trigger you, I encourage you to sit for just a few more minutes and do that again. Go back, consider the trigger, watch. Ask yourself why your child might be doing that. And then watch yourself reacting calmly and compassionately to the trigger, to your child. And just continue to do that. You can do this daily. You can do it multiple times per day or even just a couple times per week. The point is to build these neural pathways so that when we are triggered in our day-to-day life, our mind doesn't immediately go back to our habitual patterns of anger, annoyance, disapproval, dismissal. It gives us the chance to be calm and insightful for just the one or two seconds between the action and the response to show up as the calm, compassionate man that you just visualized in this meditation. So if you have multiple kids, if you have multiple triggers, I encourage you to continue to sit with this. And when you're done, of course, connecting to the breath, opening your eyes and coming back to the room. That's it for now. I look forward to chatting with you in the next meditation. Please use this when and as you need it. Thank you. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world. To find out more about everything that we talked about in the episode today, including show notes, resources, and links to subscribe, leave a review, work with us, go to dad.work slash pod. That's D-A-D dot W-O-R-K slash P-O-D. Type that into your browser, just like a normal URL, dad.work slash pod. You'll find everything there you need to become a better 
man, a better partner and a better father. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.